Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this is another panel where I sat on the stage because um, there was three Star Wars people. I, I got a real kick out of... Uh, chatting with the classic Star Wars people, I love it. I don't know why, but <laughs> was I, well, Gloria Garcia was there. She played a Jakku fighter in The Force Awakens, so she's like the newest of the bunch. John Simkin, he played Klaatu. He was one of the the scary looking monsters that was running around on the sail barge, trying to uh, batter Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. And Tina Simmons, who played a rebel fighter. And she was the one, you hear me at the beginning going through the highlights of her filmography in a single breath. That woman has been a lot of stuff. Uh, I know you and I have spoke about Tina Simmons before in her lengthy filmography, but it was really cool to sort of sit on stage and just chat with the three of them. So, you know, uh, it is always a highlight when I'm chatting to classic Star Wars people. So, so Gloria Garcia, she, she's an American actress living in the UK. Is that correct? Uh, I think she does live in the UK. She's doing a few UK appearances. I know she used to be a Chicago cop. Right. And you'll hear her tell the story about when she was auditioning and she ended up pointing a gun right in J.J. Abrams' face. So that was kind of cool. So, yeah, I believe yeah, she is I, in the UK, though. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've been arrested a couple of times. I've never come across a cop that looks like that. No. Nope. But, um, you know, the thing is, once she's got a gun, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. <laughs> Pretty much. And J.J. did, because she ended up being in the film. There you go. It works, you see. <laughs> it's all about the authority, how you conduct yourself. It is. So I'll cue the music and then listen to some Star Wars. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. It just comes out of you. Hey, guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Paul Bowl Suites. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm Jake Ramanu, the writer-director of Deviation. Hi, this is Ben Loy Home from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, page the screen. Dot com up in my bunk piece. Sneak, get up to my motorcycle, running and tracking up in my bunk. Sneak, dangerous, with Dom, eating pizza. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From page to screen. Who wants to listen to a Star Wars panel? Me. Woo. I haven't used sheets of paper all day, but I need one for, for Tina. She'd be like, why do you need a sheet of paper just for me? But I do. How are you doing, Gloria? Good, I'm great. How are you doing, John? Very good. How are you doing, Tina? Fine, thank you. Nice to be here. I've been practicing this all week and I've not managed to actually it's get it right yet. It's your phone. It's your phone. I have, a, I have a good memory for stuff, but I'm not this good. So, Tina, you've been in one I'm or two films. I'm just switching my phone yeah. off here. Sorry, just to... She's been in one or two films. Just a, a few, few, few movies, just a few, yes. I picked out some highlights. Ah, 
not the low lights. No, not low lights, highlights. So, in case you're not familiar with the filmography of Tina, it's amazing. Octopussy, Superman 3, Supergirl, View to a Kill, Absolute Beginners, Little Shop of Horrors, Live in Daylight, Superman 4, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Scandal, The Craze, King Ralph, Mission Impossible, Entrapment, Proof of Life, Die Another Day, What a Girl Wants, Bridget Jones' 2, Born Ultimatum, Dark Knight, Iron Lady, Kingsman, Lady Devan, Jason Bourne, and Transformers, The Last Night. That was in one breath. TV-wise... French and Saunders, Inspector Morris, Comply With Me, Escape Artist, Magnum P.I., Heart to Heart, Only Fools and Horses, Twice, Little Britain, Thick of It and Holby City. I've done more than that, but... And this little film called Star Wars Return of Jedi. Yes. Which is great. <laughs> That's the first time I've been able to do your filmography highlights in one breath all oh, week, and I have been well. trying, so... There we go. So how have you three enjoyed your day, then? What have you been up to? It's been very good, actually. Uh, Landanza is a very... Uh, Attractive place, I have to say. The view from my hotel window has been delightful. Lots of nice people. Thanks for making us very welcome. I've loved it. I've enjoyed it. This is my first time in Wales. Um, so came up yesterday from London, and the weather's beautiful. It's nice to breathe some fresh air. <laughs> um, but everybody's just been amazing. So kind and so much fun. Yeah. I love doing it because you get to meet the fans, you get to meet the people that really go and see the movies and people that want to get involved and it's, I love it. I and love the one-to-one -one thing. It's great. An Instagram thing, I've been noticing some of the updates, the yeah, tweet pictures going out and stuff. So it. you're sitting it's reading great. the brochure. It's a great, perfect interaction, you know? It's like, uh, as opposed to being on a film set, actually being with the people that are the ones that, you know, are the ones that make you. I mean, it's great. Mm. I love it. Mm. How about you, Tina? You well, you everybody's made me welcome. I've only done a few conventions, not like John here, but um, it's lovely. And I like it so much that I'm staying a few extra days here to have a look around. It's a lovely, nice area, and people made me welcome. It's a nice area. I came down two years ago, because this is oh, the yes. third Sci-Fi Wales event. And, and I came down... Well, no, no, I did leave. Ah. Um, I live about an hour and a half away from here, and I came down to just have a meeting with Rob, the organiser of this thing. I ended up staying three weeks and just helping him, you know, do all the panel stuff two years ago. Last year, he invited me back to do the Q&As again. And yeah. crazily enough, he's invited me back this year yeah. again, so third time lucky. Nice. So I, do, I enjoy yeah. doing them. So yes. You said you'd not done a lot of these not type of things many, before. No. I was asked to do them about ten years ago, but... I wasn't available at the weekends then, but uh, so I just started last year. Is there a favourite aspect to, to them that well, you Well, it's nice to or? meet people, and they also make you so welcome, which is, which is nice. So you feel part of a big family. It's and you're, all three of you are part of a big family, Star yeah. Wars family. And I've known John so. for many years. You know. too. Mm -hmm. So we've got the sort yeah. of classic trilogy versus... The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, the family just keeps getting bigger and stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. I was watching your scene on Blu-ray day before yesterday as a refresher. So, what? Tell me about your your experience filming that scene on Jakku. Well, let me tell you what happened. It was um, it was by a fluke. I mean, I was actually an extra, and um, director J.J. Abrams called in the girls, you know, because he wanted to see who can pick up a gun. And I am actually an ex-cop from Chicago. 
Um, that was what I did in Chicago. Wow. And so when I when I picked up the gun, I didn't mean to, but I pointed it directly at him, and uh, <laughs> he he was literally you know looked at me and he's like, you, I, you look like you're gonna bleeping kill me. And I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna be fired as an extra. This is just so ridiculous. Um, and then the next thing you know. Um, a couple of the runners and the producers had pulled me aside and I didn't kind of know what the fuss was. And they're like, we'd like to give you a shot. And I said, a shot. And then he came up to me and said, um, I'd like you to come out. This is what I want you to do. And uh, what did you do for a living? And I said, well, I was an ex-cop. And he goes, so you know what it's like to protect someone. So imagine if you're trying to protect this village, you're trying to protect Poe, and this is what you should be doing. And um, we shot it like three times. And uh, the last time, I, you know, all of a sudden I hear, Gloria, Gloria. And I'm like, who's calling me? And they're like, the director's calling you. And so he pulled me behind the camera and showed me the whole scene right then and there and he was like watch 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 he's like bam you know and it was just it was the biggest thrill ever because you're thinking to yourself my god I'm in Pinewood I'm on this magical set stormtroopers are walking around and here I am behind the camera with J.J. Abrams and um, we didn't find out until a year and a half when finally it came out um, that it was edited in and that's kind of the whole great you know, and then it kind of superseded from there, and then um, and I have a tops card, collector's card coming out this month, so it's very exciting. So this is a question for all three of you, really. Um, spoke last year with some of the characters, you know, the actors who were playing characters in the the first Star Wars, A New Hope. So they obviously weren't aware that Star Wars was going to be this big, massive thing. But all three of you would have been because you were a Jedi in Force Awakens. So what was your thoughts going into this thing? Was there any, not apprehension, but any, what were your feelings about going into something that was, was massive? <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think we were certainly, I was certainly aware that uh, Revenge of the Jedi, as it was called then, um, as the working title, um, I was aware that it was going to be a, a very... It was obviously going to be a huge movie, and yeah, it was a big thing, and it was exciting, and uh, very impressive to be kind of on the set alongside uh, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Uh, yeah, it was exciting, um, but I still—I don't think we actually realised quite how big it would turn out. You know, it, it was. Um, yeah, it was a huge movie. It was well paid. It was exciting. It was, you know, fascinating set and um, and all that. But uh, no one actually realised quite how huge it would be. And certainly, um, nobody realised that thirty-three years on, we would be sitting discussing it. You know, and there would be people walking around here dressed in costumes uh, from, from that movie, um, which is great, really. I mean, it's just become part of the, you know, the Star Wars universe, um, almost a religion to some people, but maybe that isn't such a bad thing. That's, that's, that's what it means to me now, I think. I feel the same way, actually, with John, because uh, you, it wasn't exciting. You felt it was an excitement, but you, one didn't know it was going to be such an iconic film. 
but um, it was nice to work yeah, with Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. She was very sweet. And in fact, one day I was more excited because Carrie Fisher's fiancé and then husband at the time, um, well, became husband, was Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel. So I was really excited about that. And I had a chat with both of them off, off the set, chatting to them. More to see Paul Simon than Carrie <laughs> Fisher, really. But, um, huh. And also it was nice because I was near um, um, C-3PO, uh, he was having great difficulty in his costume. It was, I think it took him about two hours to get into the costume. It was Anthony Daniels, the actor. And also R2-D2, Kenny Baker, the late Kenny Baker. And uh, he was quite near me. We were positioned. And uh, he was, it's quite easy for him because uh, the droid, the head just came up and he sort of bounced out and, and we had a chat. So... It was a nice atmosphere, but the director was really focused. He knew what he was doing, and uh, I knew the first assistant quite well, David Tomlin. I, would, I worked with him on The Omen. So it was, it was an exciting time, and uh, it was enjoyable. Well, you mentioned The Omen, though. What was your, um, was your story? I, love, I had a little bit film. to do in The Omen, and I was also um, standing for Lee Remick, and double for her, the actress that played the wife who got killed. Got, they all died in it. I love <laughs> um, that movie. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, you're going into Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. What's your feelings beforehand? Is there a, is there a sort of nerves or, oh, my God, this is huge? Because you must obviously yeah. know how massive that one Oh, be. well, yeah. I mean, you've got to understand, I, I've come from the age, um, without saying my age, I come from the age where, you know, we've been waiting for, mm -hmm. like, the Star Wars to resurface again. So it was inevitable, you know, there was going to be a film. It was just a matter of when. So 10 years after the fact, you're like, oh my God, what is it going to be about? Who's directing it? What's happening? Like, what's the story? And, um, you know, finally, when you, when you go ahead and, you, and, you're, and you're doing it, and then you're edited in the movie and you see, like, what's happening, it's, it's, like, it's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, it's always going to be, I mean, it's always going to get better and better. And there's obviously Rogue that came after, you know, and it's a continuum. I mean, it's mm. a continuum. Now it's a continuum. It's never going to end. There's always going to be something that's coming around the corner, which is great, you know. So, yeah, it's perfect. I love it. It is great for a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I mean, I saw Jedi. I remember the painful years between Empire and Jedi coming out. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah. this, I need to know whether Darth Vader is lying. And it was yeah. being a child. I was 11 or 12. <laughs> it was true. horrible waiting. Now we're like, yeah, there'll be one out next year, there'll be another yeah. one, and it's great. So it's uh, it's very exciting. It's very good. It's exciting times because we never thought there would be no any more Star Wars. No, films, and I so. think now the new kind of the newbie fans, the new people who haven't seen it now, they're going back and they're watching all of the know. other ones, and now they're yeah, and they want to know what's happened. They you know, and they're trying to like regain the kind of uh, Get the background. Yeah, and, oh, exactly. Yeah. When we did yeah. the the original, the first three original, there was no. Uh, CGI, so everything you saw is what you got, you know, which was good in some respects, but... Um, That's very true. Yes, it was just... I mean, you mentioned before, John, that um, it's a kind of religion type thing. Um, we, me and my, uh, Annette, who's there somewhere? Hello, Annette. We work our day job, and we work in a big office area, and it's... How many people's in there? Maybe 100? 
200 people or whatever. And there's a guy we work with who, he's probably, how old's David? About, about 50? About 50. And we're talking movies. And we mentioned Star Wars. And he went, I've never seen Star Wars. And I've never seen about 150 people turn around as quick going, <laughs> what? What do you mean you've not seen Star Wars? And we did it all afternoon. We were like, oh, he's never seen Star Wars. People would walk in. They're like, what do you mean you've never seen Star Wars? And we just tormented this guy all day. And Because it's so rare to find somebody who's not watched yes, one of those films. It. I think it's just him. I think he's lying. I think he secretly watched it lots of times and just, for some reason he didn't want to say it. But, uh, yeah, everyone should watch Star Wars, for sure. They should. So when was the last time you all three watched a Star Wars film? Oh, um... I watched it on the plane, actually, not um, the, the last one that's just come out. I, coming back from America, it was on, so I thought I've got to watch it. And what about Jedi? When was the last time you? you uh, the last time I saw uh, watched Jedi. <clears throat> this is cheating a bit, actually. Um, but I was at the uh, Belfast uh, convention, mm. uh, Invasion Belfast, uh, which was uh, particularly orientated to uh, Return of the Jedi, and um, they they had a big well, a big screen like this. And they just showed Return of the Jedi constantly. Mm. So actually, I didn't have an awful lot of choice about watching it. <laughs> but it was really interesting just watching, uh, you know, over and over again, the bits kind of that I'd worked on and stuff and seeing them on the big screen again. And uh, the music, and it, what I was particularly struck by was how effective the music was. You know, it wasn't just what you were watching, but... Uh, um, Star Wars music, I think, is very, very emotional. And, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I still watch, I can watch, watch those films over and over again. Actually, I went to the, the Royal Albert Hall. They had John Williams' music um, just a few months mm. ago. And uh, it was lovely, wonderful music, absolutely. All the, so many f iconic films. Yeah. Especially in Albert Hall as well. Yes, that was mm. yeah, he wasn't there, but um, the conductor knew him apparently. So, yeah, it was lovely. Oh, right, South Glory. When was the last time you watched Force Awakens? Well, it's been on Sky, believe it or not. So, like every now and then, my uh, my husband will go, "Gloria, you're on," and then there I am. I walk in the room, and it's like there it goes, you know. And you go, oh "My God, how cool is this?" So you look like you're ready to shoot yeah. J.J. Abrams in the face. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I love it when they start showing all of them because then it's just. But it, they, it starts to actually make sense because at times, you know, you go. And I remember being interviewed and someone like, "Well, how would you watch it and in which sequence?" You know, because they're like I said, the fans are like obsessed. They love it. They want to know what happens and they oh, want to yeah. know what's come first and when did this happen and how and would you, you actually remember. watch them? <laughs> and if you don't know how, they're like, "No, Gloria, this is the way I would watch them." You know, one, three, seven. You know, and you go, "Oh my gosh." Oh, yeah. I watch them in the order they came out. Yeah. It's just easier. <laughs> That's how I do. Because I was in this conversation. So if you watch it in prequel order and then the classic, you you lose the Darth Vader spoiler. Yeah. Because you know it's coming. Yeah. And as a kid, I remember it going, that can't be true. Just, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Because why would. And. That's great yeah. to have as a child this sense of wonderment and what if. Yeah. Watch its prequels then. Yeah. You know, the Phantom Menace wasn't that popular, was it? The, uh, the prequel, is it? No, I think they when watched. the Phantom Menace came out, I think people liked it, and it became a bit like Titanic, where everybody's like, yay, we love it. And then, I like it. And then the morning after, everybody woke up and went, we don't like it anymore. Mm -hmm. So there was this sort of big shift. 
Jar Jar Binks not very popular for some, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with one or two people, but no, I, I like The Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones, I'll admit, I'm not a massive fan of, because <laughs> that was a bit animated for me, but that's mm -hmm. just, I'll still watch it, and I've still got it on DVD, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, has anybody got any questions? You must have Star Wars questions. Oh, I think we've got Bob on the backup microphone down there. It saves me jumping on and off stage. I'm going to break up Nick. I could happily just sit and forget the audience, just talk to you all day. Um, I was just wondering, how are you talking about the ordering to the watch the films? Have you heard about the machete order? I have. It's like where you watch four, five, then two and three is flashbacks, and then six, and then seven. I have. And now, is that the way you like to watch it? Yeah. Do you it is it quite good, because then you still get the Darth Vader's reveal and then you get to find out it's true and how it all happened and then finish with six wait so line them up again so it goes um new hope empire and then two and three is like flashbacks and then jedi see now i'm gonna watch it that way yeah, i'm gonna watch see? it then gains a whole new thanks for gobbling up about 10 hours man, of my life right? over the next week <laughs> and how old are you now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember somebody had said, Gloria, did you watch it the machete way? And I go, the machete way? What's the machete way? Like, I, you know, it's a whole new learning process for mm -hmm. me. So, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Okay. I'm going to give it a shot. Why is it called, why is Literally. It called machete? Why yeah, is it that's... called that? Because that's a gun, isn't it? Machete it is, gun. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, do, do you know why it's called yeah, machete? Why is it called is machete? It is, it, is, it, is it the initials? Hmm. Obviously I'll, not. No. I will have to research that <laughs> when I get home because I research. want to know. Do you do martial arts at all? Do you hmm. do martial Good question. Arts? I'm going to spend so, 10 hours watching all the No, no, I don't yeah. think so. Any other questions? Martial arts. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're oh, a minute. Oh, sorry, we'll carry on chatting then. Oh. So there you go. Bob, how would you watch the Star Wars films? Well, showing my age, um, definitely I've got to do yeah, kind of the four, five, six, one, two, three, seven. Don't forget the Ewok spin-offs. They, they I try to get them. forgotten. No, you should watch them. <laughs> Battle for Endor and all that lot. To watch them. So, what was the shooting day like for you doing the Jakku scenes? What was the you know what time were you up and how long did it last and all that? Sort it of was stuff. on. We were on set for like I think it was three weeks, and it was all um, night shoots. So it was literally from like ten at night till I don't know, uh, like maybe six in the morning, five in the morning. Um, it was cold because you were on the back lot of Pinewood, so you were outside most of the time. But um, yeah, it was quite something because you'd walk out in the in the back lot, and I mean, imagine you know seeing actual stormtroopers. I mean, when when I first saw a stormtrooper, that's when I knew for sure. I'm like, oh my god, it's a Star Wars set, which was mm -hmm. like the coolest thing. And then to watch them dancing in the back because like you know there was a lot of downtime, so you were like playing around, and uh, so they were pulling some Michael Jackson moves and everything, which is you know quite funny. Um, but yeah, it was it was very impressive. I mean, very impressive. You know, as you said, um, with yours, they didn't really have a lot of the, um, you know, all this kind CGI. of like CGI yeah, and everything. And in this no. one, you know, there it was obvious that they that they did. So to see it on mm -hmm. screen, mm -hmm. um, you know, when it came out, to see kind of what was imposed and superimposed was you know quite incredible. So yeah, but being on set was just awesome. Yeah, but it was about it was about three about three weeks. Yeah, so 
and everybody was on there. It was so much fun. J.J. Abrams made everybody feel so comfortable. I mean, he would he would treat you, he would treat the top actors, extras, you know, the stand-ins, everybody the same. There was, like, nothing different about how he treated everybody. He was super kind. Everybody was having so much fun. And, um, yeah, it was, other than being a little bit cold, it was all right. Because he's from the Star Wars kid generation as yeah, well, isn't yeah, he? So he's, sure. he's such a big fanboy when it comes yeah. to Star Wars. Huh? Yeah, for sure. And especially doing, you know, Lost and everything else, all the, you know, things that he's directed was, you know, um, kind of this, like, super, you know, real kind of things that he does. Um, and the We've had difficulty with this last one that they've actually fired the director. Yeah. They've got Ron Howard in, I believe, so... Uh, that sort of came out of nowhere, didn't it? They had these people directing it, and then, oh, they're gone. You're like, hang mm, on a minute, who'd yeah. they go? Oh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, good director. There's, there's, there's two of like, them. Yeah, there's two of them, wasn't there, directing it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, as long as the film's still good and everybody's okay, then yes. that's, that's a good thing. So, what about your time on Jedi, Tina? What was your sort of schedule like, um, or typical day? Or it was long, it was quite long days. It was... Uh, it, it was long days, and once you're on set, that was it. You couldn't couldn't really move. You know, you were there. But um, say there was there was a, a sort of a quiet atmosphere, and then it did liven up when one of the actors, Billy D. Williams, came on set. He was playing Lando, and he started joking, and and everybody was laughing. So he livened everything up. But before that, with Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Chewbacca, it was quite a little bit sombre. But he certainly livened everything up. So uh, yeah, I think Harrison Ford actually did um, sort of cast a very kind of serious note mm, over when yes. he was around people. I think we're almost a little, maybe I'm. I don't want to overstate it, a little bit wary of kind of um, incurring his sort of annoyance. You know, he was he was very he, he wasn't unpleasant, but he was deadly he was serious. Just focused on what didn't he really want to didn't want to have fun, didn't want to joke. Uh, Mark Hamill, uh, and in my experience, uh, Carrie Fisher were certainly um, could be really good fun. You know, they they were up to enjoy themselves. Mm. Certainly, Carrie Fisher actually mm. she she particularly enjoyed herself. Um, but you know they, they were they when once Harrison Ford was there, you know, um, it all became a little bit more serious. I think. Mm-hmm. Mind you, you weren't there with Billy D. Williams because he livened everything. I never up. thought. I never. I never. Yeah, never sort of, I never saw him. No. Was reading. I mean, you were in the mask. I can of, imagine though. The mask of Klaatu. Is it true that you were very? I don't know what these are, but you were very claustrophobic at the time of with. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it was. Um, yeah, the um, the, the Klaatu mask. Um, I, when, I, when I was asked to go um, and be fitted for that job, uh, they they said, um, are you claustrophobic? And I said, no, not really, which I am, but I thought, well, I'll be fine. And you have to say, in our business, you have to it, say yes to everything. Yeah, so, and then <laughs> I you, went can along. Can you ride a horse? You say yes. And then go out and learn how to ride a horse. <laughs> and then I went along uh, into the wardrobe department and uh, I saw the mask and one half of me thought, what an amazing mask, because it really did look alive. I do think... I'm biased, but I think the, the Klaatu mask uh, is a particularly good one uh, and like an almost 
uh, what, a believable alien. And, uh, but the other thing, I thought, God, it goes right over your face and it's thick rubber. And, uh, and then the, the wardrobe master said, he said, are you claustrophobic? Because uh, one guy's already just turned this job down because he couldn't wear it. And again, I said, no, but, but actually I am, I'm really claustrophobic. Uh, but I was determined to try and get this job. And they, uh, they put it on and I instantly panicked because it was like having like a diving mask with no breathing apparatus over your face. It was really hard to breathe. And uh, he said, you okay? And I was, yeah, fine, like this. And um, thinking panic, panic stations. And then I realized there was actually Velcro at the back of it. And that's how they got it on. And I realized I could actually, if I panicked, I could rip it off, which obviously wouldn't be a particularly good thing to do. <laughs> In the, in the middle of a Star Wars set, in the middle of a shoot. But just the knowledge that I could get it off uh, enabled me to get over the claustrophobia thing. Um, but it was extremely hot on the set. It was a very well-lit set, um, which had a roof, unusually. So it didn't just open up to this huge studio. It had a roof which contained all the heat and an awful lot of lights. Um, and so you were instantly sweating like you're in a sauna, and um, people were fainting. People did faint, particularly the ones who were wearing like the rubber heads, like I was. Um, in that way, it was really unpleasant, um, to the extent that uh, they, they developed this routine because people did faint of in between the in between the shots. Um, people would come round with hair dryers. I nearly said hairdressers, but hair dryers. Uh, turn on to cold and just pull your mouth open and stick them in your mouth yeah. at the mask and this would like ventilate the whole you know, the head, give you air and it was like getting oxygen really and that kind of will keep us all going um, until they got the shot and then the heads would come off and the towels would come out it was, it was, it was, it was like working in a sauna really so yeah, it, it was very unpleasant um, and also stormtroopers outfits uh, are very difficult, or at least those ones, and I don't think they're any different now, very difficult to actually walk in, um, let alone run. And partly because uh, the legs, it, it's almost impossible to move your legs in a running kind of way. Also because the, uh, the eyes uh, are, it's like looking through the darkest, cheapest pair of sunglasses you could imagine and just like tunnel vision, uh, which is why that combination of things uh, has led to all the, the outtakes that you see of stormtroopers running into doorways, hitting their heads, the falling over. Yeah. That happened all the time. Stormtroopers were like chaos. Um, yeah, so it was physically uncomfortable for me, just about everything I did, but I did enjoy it, nevertheless. I was, it, was, it, was, it was worth it. If you had to pick preferable costume, Klaatu or Stormtrooper? Pardon? Which would your preferable costume be if you had to choose one, Klaatu or Stormtrooper? Uh, Stormtrooper was, 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 was better than wearing the, the Klaatu, yeah, because I wasn't sort of dripping in sweat and claustrophobic. If you look at some of the making of documentaries of Star Wars, you will see the shots of the hair dryers jammed into the faces of, of certain yeah. alien creatures and stuff. And you, you know, we there watch is, and go, oh, that's that, quite yes. weird. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like actually being there and going, give me a hair dryer, I'm yeah. melting. Mm. So. Yeah. 
You were desperate for that moment when they came in with the hairdryers. Hairdressers. I keep saying hairdressers. They didn't stick hairdressers in your mouth. They stuck no. hairdryers. A different film that one would be. Yeah. That would look even weirder, wouldn't it? Yeah. But Tina and Glory, you, your costumes weren't, you know, there was no full no, body masks or anything no, like that. So. No, lots of well, makeup. they're pretty, you see. They, they had, with us, they had to put the masks on. <laughs> yeah, lots of makeup. Um, a lot of time for hair and makeup, but that was pretty much it. And a lot of wrapping with the, uh, the costuming that they had, you know, that we wore as Jakku villagers and like robing and everything else. But other than that, yeah, it was pretty simplistic. But I know that the couple of the guys that had their the masks on, but you know, prior there was a point where um, uh, we were walking offset, and there were a few of the masks that were just um, they were just remotely moving them and seeing them, and just like you said, they're just they were so lifelike. Like you go, my God, that could actually be an alien, you know. And then finally, when they actually put it on a body, you go, oh my God. But I can't mm -hmm. imagine the weight of what it is, you know, and then going back to the stormtroopers, I know, too, a lot of those guys, it is the same exact outfit from the same, from years ago, so, um, yeah, they couldn't move, because there is no, uh, it just, it's not like your knee is able to crease or anything yeah. like that, it's, it's, it's pretty right. stiff, so. Yeah. I know yeah, somebody that's see. been offered this, as a stormtrooper, for this new one that they're doing at the moment, I won't say too much about, but, uh, and he said no, he's, he's not going to do it. He did, he has worked on it before, but uh, it's just too much, mm. it's too hard. Mm. Could be quite physical. Mm. He's already worked on a couple of them. So you could take that off the list going out, I've mm. done Stormtrooper. So. That's <laughs> it. So we're doing a lot of conventions. Is there a certain type of question that people ask you? What's your favourite sort of questions that people ask you? Or are they so random and right? I haven't done that want, many, so um, John is the one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Sorry. Sorry. laughs> Convention visitor. Um, well, actually, uh, my favourite question, uh, not a favourite, but is the one that really that, that you very kindly asked, which was, you know, what was it like wearing the class who head... Um, um, what was Harrison Ford like is another one which I kind of mentioned what were, the, what were they like to and Carrie Fisher what to work with Carrie what was Fisher. Carrie like um, and what was what was Jabba the Hutt like to see close up uh, mm. which actually Jabba the Hutt was uh, an amazingly realistic looking robot you know that's how they did it mm. They were, they were probably trying to do it digitally now, but it, it was a, a robot built with a skeleton, um, and they actually got a um, an expert on, um, on 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 the skeletons of like whales and dinosaurs and things to help design mm. the structure that would be inside Jabba the Hutt. It was, it was far more than than I realised at the time and then it was full of little motors and bits the eyes you know operated ele electrically with by remote control but they had three people inside it mm. and uh, it was and it was quite creepy when it was like you know he was like picking up the the frogs which of course were were real frogs giant toads oh and putting goodness. dropping them in its mouth and it really looked like it was eating them and it was it was really quite revolting, <laughs> which is what it was meant to be. And uh, being close to that was fascinating. Um, yeah, I enjoyed watching the whole thing because I was standing kind of still near Jabba the Hutt a lot of the time, and um, the dancing stuff, you know, 
with Femi, Femi Taylor Azula. I mean, that was remarkable as well because um, she actually did it so well and, and made her a kind of icon just for doing that so well, I think. You know. And she came back years after to do like a slightly different scene for the special edition yeah. as well, because she just didn't change. We're in a freezer or something for so many years. She just exactly That's the same, right. came back and redid it. So. Yeah, she can. She's, she's hardly changed at all. I mean, she's 30, 33 years older. And <laughs> I don't know what the secret is, but um, yeah, maybe making a green probably helps. That probably helped. <laughs> yeah. Anybody come up with any questions? You got. Oh, here he comes. I'm making Bob run. <laughs> it was more for um, John and Tina. I was just wondering if Jedi, it wasn't actually directed by Lucas, was it? Um, no, it's Richard Mark and yeah, he so sadly died. Um, yeah. He was a good director. He knew what he wanted. He was focused. He was, had his vision. And also there was a good first assistant director called David Tomlin, who was a director in his own right. He, he actually yeah. wrote and directed The Prisoner. Prisoner, yeah. So between the two of them, you know, it was, they knew what they wanted. They were focused. Okay, well, I was actually going to see um, how much of influence did you see from, from George himself on that sort of... He, I saw him. You know, he was sort of floating around and... It, it, uh, yeah, so I don't yes. want to interrupt you. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's, to me, he seemed to always be there mm. quietly... You know, he would quietly just kind of... He would oversee things. Yeah, he would he oversee, oversee things, exactly. It. And he would just, like, very occasionally intervene with something, you know. Mm. I mean, obviously it was his his vision, really, wasn't it? You know, yeah, some, yeah. it was his creation, mm. Star Wars, and he kept just kept that kind of little bit of uh, influence yes, all the time. He, he was very... Yeah, people said, what was he like? He, you know, he said good morning to me every morning, which was which I was quite impressed mm. with, you know. Um... He was, he was perfectly nice and just, but always kind of thinking. Mm. Yeah, qu- quietly sort of, you know, overwatching and seeing sort of. Mm. A, so. Thank you, thank you. I have worked with Steven Spielberg as well, and he's so focused, and he has a storyboard of, it's like a commercial. He has, uh, he knows what scene he's going to do next. It's all it's all uh, written up. What they call a storyboard, and so he's got all every scene, future scenes. He's yeah. he knows exactly what he wants. It's similar to George Lucas. Mm. You've got, yeah. I mean, you've all done quite a few different projects. What would be your favourite? This is a question I've asked in a couple of panels today, but I really like the questions. I will ask it again. Of all the projects that you've done that people might not have seen. So I'll put Star Wars to one side for now. What would be your favorite project that you think, you know what, you should go out and watch that one? Um, for me, I would say The Infiltrator. I know a lot of people expect like Spectre, because Spectre was a great movie, but The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston. Um, it was directed by Brad Furman, and it's a true story um, about uh, just you know drug dealers and how undercover agents end up kind of infiltrating this uh, drug dealing group and it was a true story so they they did that for like several years and ended up becoming friends with them um, you know to get involved in this group and then so it's just the whole story of that and I played a DEA agent and I just loved it and Brian Cranston is amazing just so awesome so nice director was great 
And um, actually, the actual screenplay the, was written by the director's mother. So it was kind of this like family project that ended up escalating into something quite incredible. So yeah, that was so much fun. Okay. Yourself, John. Sorry, I, I missed the question. Actually. What would be? I mean, it's obviously, it's primarily a Star Wars panel. But of all, you know, other projects that you've worked Sorry, on, what perhaps, what would be your favorite project other than Star Wars? Do you think people should watch? Favorite. Project, Project, film, TV film, show, theater play. Oh, I see. Well, I've worked, well, I've worked with. Yeah, that you've, worked, that you've worked on. Is... I see. Sorry, I completely missed Shall the question. It's okay. Answer Go on, you answer well, I think is on. I think is on. Yeah, I, I liked working on a couple of things. Little Shop of Horrors. I was on that for many months, dancing and singing. That was Frank Oz and with who did the Muppets, and that was such fun to work on. And um, it was also who, who framed Roger Rabbit. We had the same puppeteers that did the, um, the Little Shop of Horrors, so Jim Henson. And um, we, one scene that I'm in, in um, Roger Rabbit, there was supposed to be Jessica Rabbit coming down, singing quite seductively. And, um, of course, there was nobody there because it was, it was quite an iconic film. There was... There was live action and cartoons together. You know, they put them together. It was the first film like that. So, actually, it was Steven Spielberg's wife at the time was singing, Amy Irvin, and Kathleen Turner was the voice of Jessica Rabbit. But there was nobody there when I was there. We were supposed to look at her. But, um, but that was a lot of fun to work on, both those films. Um, <coughs> still can't think of anything. No, I can. Um, I don't know. Um, one of them, really, would have to be uh, Legend, which a lot of people don't even... I don't know. I don't know. Who, does anyone know the film Legend? Yeah, I've seen both versions. Yeah. Yeah. I was talk, great. I was talking to someone about it earlier, um, which was fantasy and directed by Ridley Scott. And um, it, it was it's just the most amazing fantasy film. And uh, Ridley Scott, you know, I loved Alien. That's one of my favourite films. I'd love to have worked on that. Alien. Uh, so, so I was kind of in awe of Ridley Scott. And um, I was I had quite a nice job of being uh, standing in for Tom Cruise. And he wasn't, this was one of his first films over here, he wasn't the kind of strange, awkward person that he certainly painted to be now. He Quite was just, actually, he was a really nice guy mm. um, to me, anyway. Um, very down to earth, fantastic, um, fantastic athlete. <clears throat> uh, just reveled in doing his own stunts. Super strong, he's fit guy. He's become a couple, actually, in the last film, yes, hasn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. yeah unfortunately, yeah. he's had an accident and, doing um, stunts. So there was him, there was Tim Curry playing the darkness, the kind of eight-foot sort of devil. Um, they had dwarves, and it, it, was, it was just... You actually really felt you were in this kind of fantasy world. The set was really weird. And uh, it was a great story. And uh, oh God, I've forgotten the name of the the, the 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 leading actress in it, Mia. Mia Mia Farah. No. Mia. No, it's Mia, Mia something. Mia Mia. Uh, yeah, no. Well, Mia. Anyway, Mia. Her name let's was call Mia. her Mia. Well, friendly. A long name, isn't it? Um, and 
fantastic cast and a film which I really loved. But uh, that was really exciting in the same way, actually, because things were being created in front of you uh, that were really believable. And uh, yeah, that's that, that, that's that's my suggestion. It's a good suggestion. I also worked with on a couple of the Superman films with Christopher Reeve, the late Christopher Reeve. He was such a lovely man, and coincidentally, he lived in London for ten years, and he was a neighbour of mine. He lived fairly near, and I often used to see him at the local newsagents, and we just said hello. And he was a charming man. What paper was he buying? I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't look, but uh, he's a nice man. Yes. <laughs> wasn't the Daily Planet then? It wasn't. <laughs> could have been. It could have been. Yeah, the yeah. Daily Planet hidden inside the Daily Mirror. News of the world. world. He's, he's yeah. good. Saw so him on the corner shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any questions? Anyone? Well, that's fine. <laughs> so I'm not. Oh, I can't. Yeah, who oh. could do the best Chewbacca impression? Oh, no, well, not me, thanks. So. Not me. Peter Mayhew. <laughs> Peter Mayhew could do the best one. Who is it with? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, no, nobody can top that. You win. You win. You win. <laughs> you knew you were good at that. You'll, re- you'll remember that moment for years. You'll be like, yes, I did. That memory's burned into your brain now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What about Jar Jar Binks, then? Hmm? What about Jar Jar Binks? Hmm. Hey, Misa, no, sure you're not. No. Forget it. Jar Jar who? Let's just get rid of Jar Jar Binks. Anyone else got any questions? There you go. Do you want to bring a microphone down? Or? Shout that question. Uh, oh, yes. Um, oh, is it question. true Snoke's going to get a black lightsaber? About what? The black lightsaber? Can you Snoke's just repeat a black lightsaber. Can you just uh, repeat the question again? Lightsaber, was it? Is Snoke going to have a black lightsaber? Ooh, in the new, it's a Gloria question. When they just think in the new films, there will be a black lightsaber that Snoke will get. I think it's a possibility. I think there's a possibility. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a really good idea if he did. Yeah. Not long to wait now till the next Star Wars film. Super yeah. excited. Yeah, we'll Can't see. wait. Yeah, it was almost like the new uh, outfit when she came out with the uh, the silver from head to toe, you know, the costume, and you go, oh my God, because you always thought like that Darth Vader one's going to be black, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the whole change in that. So, yeah, you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. It's amazing. Gentleman at the front. Ah, who's your favourite cast member to work with? Definitely a question for all three of you. Favourite cast member? Uh, well, oh, uh, I've got to say Carrie, actually. Mm. Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, that was... She, she was... Uh, not, not because she sadly passed away. Uh, I, I, I've always said that. She was, she was the lovely person that, as uh, she was... Presented to the public, you know, she she would never never heard anyone really saying much bad about her at all, and that's because she was genuinely a, a, a very lovely person. She was my favourite. Mark Hamill uh, was pretty good too. Mm, I say the same actually. Carrie Fisher and Billy D. Williams, because he he told jokes. <laughs> John's like, oh, Billy D. wasn't there when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> What about yourself, Gloria? 
best um, cast member you encountered? Well, it's funny because we were we were kind of all in different scenes, but the mm-hmm. one I enjoyed speaking to was um, Anthony Daniels, who was just. Oh, God, he was just amazing. Just to hear his voice, you go, oh, my God, this is like the person, you know, because he's standing with next to me without a costume on, and you go, yeah. oh, this is just so odd, because, I mean, when I was, you know, yeah. young watching the regular, you know, the yeah. first Star Wars, you go, oh, my God, that, the voice is so prominent. Was there a lot of him in C-3PO? Was that like, was he a bit like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even even his movements, you know, just because of his the way he's built. I mean, this. I mean, obviously, they no pun intended. They built the character around him, so it was just yeah. But it was just it's the voice, it's the movement, and when you're standing next to him without a costume on, you just it's like you're in awe. I probably was looking at him like in the weird manner, like oh, Oh, (laughs) well, he was trying to talk to me, but um, yeah, he was he was. Like that was that was quite something. Mm. It's a bit like when you see James Earl Jones in any other film and he speaks, mm. you're like, "That's Darth Vader." That looks yeah. it just mm. it kind of instantly takes you back to Star Wars again. Yeah. And I'll be the same yeah. with Anthony Daniels. Yeah. Would have thought, but originally wasn't he supposed to be like a, a used car dealer or sort of that sort of voice? But then it, when when George Lucas heard Anthony Daniels, he's like, "That's." That's who it is. That's Incredible. C2PO. So. But you could see why. Yeah, once you speak to him, you could see why because the voice is just so distinct. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else? I was after a cover up because of the bright lights here. So. Mm-hmm. Just me. So, have you got any questions you would ask each other about it? Because you come from classic trilogies and and modern trilogies. Is there anything that you would ask each other? I don't think of any. It's okay. No, I think it's not it's a trick a, question. Is no, it? probably <laughs> the same thing you asked about who would be your favorite that you you know worked with or you know based on the character, like literally wearing a costume. Because I'm mm. quite in awe of anybody oh, who has to wear a costume, you know, all day long for such a long time um, consistently. Because you just don't know. Like, is your when you when you're out of that costume, then does your character completely change? How does that kind of you know, like yeah, that. So those questions that were already asked would be the ones I would mm. I would have asked. You know, because as a you know a Jakku fighter, your facial expressions are there on screen, yeah. and you're over the barrels with the gun. Yeah. But with a Klaatu mask, you're obviously restricted by. There's no facial. It's it's the body That's language very true. stuff, isn't it? That's very true. Um, not that it really mattered to the extent for what I did, but. Um, uh, in some ways, I think that might, might have made it slightly easier, you know, because if because uh, you know, I did quite a bit of kind of physical acting, if you know what I mean. Actually, John um, is a he's a keep fit. He's a trainer, so he's, he's good in good shape. That's my, that's my agent. <laughs> I take ten yeah, percent. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, anyway, I was quite fit then. And um, 33 years ago, and um, but you know, it was it was, uh, and somehow sometimes if you've got a mask on and you, you you've got a completely you've got this kind of, you know, scary, green face and claws and things like that, it actually makes it much easier, to be totally unselfconscious about what you're doing, you know, so um, and you know. It's, body language comes into it all of a sudden. You know, you're thinking of, you know, well, the face isn't actually going to change. You've got to try and give the impression that it, that it, that, you know, you're angry or you're scared or whatever. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I didn't mind wearing the mask in that way. That's the only way I didn't mind it. I mean, I hated it in every other way because it was horrible. But uh, from that point of view, it probably kind of, I think sometimes something like a mask or heavy makeup and things like that kind of helps you, uh, helps you act. Yeah, you become, yeah. you know, you're a cartoon. Helps me anyway. Good. But we will let you get back down to your table because there is still a little bit of time this afternoon so people can come up. Go say hi to them down there, get a photo and yeah, no chewy impressions. So you've, you've done that. No more chew back. Maybe, maybe a judge our Binks, but no. There's a photo shoot, isn't it? I think there's, I've got a photo shoot with somebody. Is that, is that here? The um, no, that would probably be downstairs. Back, I think back, somebody yeah. will... Um, Somebody Thank will you, escort yeah. you to that area. So it's been an upset. I could sit here and chat to you guys yeah. for hours. Well, so. yeah. But no, uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thank Hope you've enjoyed you. your sure day. Glad you're enjoying Wales. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah. Can I have a round of applause for the Thank you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.